right about him. I'm always right. It's like when I'm right, I'm right. And when I'm wrong, I could have been right. So I'm still right because I could have been wrong. That makes sense. Come on. All right, we back. We're quite right. Episode 33. Trey, Trey. Ooh, I like that. Mix it up off the yay, yay. Uh, <laughs> see if you're paying attention. You know, just yeah, see if you're nah, that, nah, I like it. I like it. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we got a lot of people to talk about because we, we have one that I think uh, we neglected to speak on behalf of last week. Not not a number, um, but someone that we are fully endorsing for the remainder <laughs> of their career. Um, we have uh, a, a big fight coming up mm-hmm. this weekend that uh, I think we'll probably discuss. I, I don't even care to really talk about the main event or co-main event because we all know what the people's main event is. Didn't even know anybody else was fighting. It's just the only one. Um, and, I mean, 33, probably two of the greatest basketball players of all time that need to be discussed. Um, where would you like to begin, sir? Um, I, I mean, before we go to the numbers, we definitely need to start with the numbers. However, we got to also put in something that we will be talking about today is white people still hitting black people with whips. Who knew in 2021? But 33. So can I go first? Yes, you can go first. All right, I'm gonna go first because I feel like yours might be might be a little, a little bit of a diatribe. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw. I got two. I gotta do two, and okay. I gotta do two, and you'll know why I gotta do two as soon as you hear both of them. The first one is a Philadelphia legend. Um, some people might have called him in high school Edison, Thomas Edison, because of all of the moves he created. Some people, you know, called him called him Jesus. And then later on, white people said black Jesus because they couldn't fathom that a black person could be Jesus, according to Spike Lee. But most people know him affectionately as Earl the Pearl Monroe because of how beautiful his game was. So I'm going to go Earl the Pearl Monroe. He wore 33 with the bullets, um, even though he played for the worst franchise in, in all of basketball history in the New York Knicks. Gotta love a street legend. You gotta love a high school legend. Gotta love a college legend. You gotta love an NBA legend. A guy who did it at every single level. Arguably one of the first street ball players to ever make it in the NBA. I know Ray for Austin skips my Lou gets that credit, but Earl the Pearl Monroe, Black Jesus. And the Thomas inspiration be behind what I believe to be one of the better sports movies ever. He got game. He got game. So Shout I had to give the 13s. You dig. And I have to give I had to give him credit because you know that's Philly and he gets forgotten. And he is like 76 or something like that. So I want to give him his flowers while you can still smell him. Second person. And then I'm going to throw it hastily to you unless you want to add to this person, which I'm assuming you will. So I'm going to say that okay. in jest. 33. Nathan Diaz has 33 total professional fights. Got to add him to that 33 category because this weekend his brother will return to the octagon. But I'll leave it there for now unless you want to go a little bit deeper in that. So I had to pull that one out of my back pocket. I was like, it gets yeah, deeper yes. and deeper. It gets yes. deeper and deeper. And he just hit 33 uh, this year. <laughs> you named neither of mine. Oh, no. Oh, no. Um, there will, um, one of mine is someone. Well, one 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 is uh, what needs not be said. Um, however, there is one that we need to break down for the people because this is – you know, we, we say Earl the Pearl is underappreciated, mm-hmm. but nay, I say this man is underappreciated. <laughs> Four years of basketball at Ohio State, number 33, the greatest <laughs> 2K player of all time, <laughs> John Diebler. The Deep 
he was so great that his jerseys don't sell for nothing less than $200 a piece online. Facts. Um, he once scored 77 points um, in high school as a junior. And I heard uh, he only played one half. Uh, yeah, no, that's what I heard. Um, his As a senior, he averaged 41.2 points, 12.3 rebounds, and six assists. And I heard he only played one half per game. Uh, it is correct. And he ended his high school career with 3,208 points. Um which is more than a few people who have played high school basketball in Ohio. Um, Jim Jackson, Bob Huggins, Jerry Lucas, Luke Kennard, some dude late named LeBron, mm, you know, and comfortably above most of those, I should add, uh, you mm-hmm. know, LeBron, who many people argue may be the greatest basketball player ever. Uh, 2650, if we're rounding up, if I'm being nice to him, and I'll round down for John Diebler to get it a little bit closer. So we're talking <laughs> 2650 to 3200. Um, so you know, something light, something light, something like the Deebs. If you don't know who who the Deebs is, go go and look into this man. One of the uh best players nobody remembers. One of the best players nobody else even of- disrespected him. That's how great he is. Yeah. They had to bring him down. He yeah, couldn't for, be a player of the game for sure. For sure, haters going to hate man, and also had a pretty lengthy international career you know like i like to say he's an international about about a decade about a decade yeah that's solid man professional basketball player for about a decade he broke the record for most three-pointers for ohio state history um you know he's legit broke the record for most three-pointers in the game you know dropped seven on his uh senior day you know Mm -hmm. ohio mr basketball third team all big 10 you know because they had to hold him down I mean, he's probably the greatest uh, Ohio State product that the Blazers ever drafted. Um, you know, but yeah, he, he played about 10 years uh, throughout Europe. Uh, who, who was it? Whose teammate was he? I, f- I forget. Which which to, to be Sixer was it? Oh, he uh, he was on um, same team as Dario. It was a uh... – Was it Besiktas? That sounds correct, but okay. everything everything in, in that part of Europe sounds the same to me. No, that's a Turkish team. That's still he, play, he played in Turkey for a good bit. He most recently played in uh, Israel. Um, but yeah, no, absolute legend. Uh, people don't know about him, but uh, it was a not that Reese and I weren't very close to this point, but it's been a, a pillar of our uh, our friendship. I would say our brotherhood uh, has been the acquisition uh, of the knowledge of one John Diebler. Um and now. Like I said, it needs not be said who comes to mind when you think of 33 uh, for me. Um, I mean, it doesn't get much more all around. College success, (laughs) pro success, coaching success, executive success. um, The hick from French Lick. The great clear hope. One Larry Joe Bird. Mm-mm. Another one of the most disrespected basketball players, I think, by the no. new generation. By the new generation, no people that don't see him play. No, I don't think he's disrespected. I think you you think he's disrespected because he doesn't get brought up as, as much as we think he should. I don't think he's disrespected. People won't even tell say Kareem Abdul-Jabbar is a top ten basketball player of all time, and he's the all-time leading scorer and had an unstoppable move. I think that's more disrespectful than just not bringing up Larry Bird. 
Yeah, I, 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 I suppose there's an argument. I mean, both fields are supremely disrespectful. Oh, to both me. of them are not ideal. Well, I'll, I'll go on record and say that Larry Bird. Yeah, like is... nothing, nothing angers me more when it comes to Larry Bird arguments. When people are like, oh, he couldn't play in today's league. I was like, he would drop 40. He'd foul out every game, but he would drop 40, I think. I don't think he would foul out. I think he would just be like, I don't need to stick defense. We could play zone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, that man to man, not for me. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to do that anymore. So, like, if you're going to say today's rules, you got to give him all the rules. You can't touch him, and he can play zone. What you going to do? And, it, yeah, because I don't think people – like, I, this is one of my favorite things. Sometimes you have a few too many drinks. There's always, like, classic YouTube videos that you go to. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you have those. Um, but there's a great – it's the Larry Bird Ultimate Mixtape. And sometimes what I'll do is I'll just watch, like, five or six people react to it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, it's so funny to see them be like, oh, I didn't realize he was this good. Like, I didn't realize he was this. It was like, oh, I thought he, I knew he could shoot. See, but Larry Bird, like, once he starts just doing flashy passes, and you're like, see, oh, Larry, they didn't know he was built like to, that. I was just about to say that, actually. So I think the legend of Larry Bird is one of the reasons why he doesn't get mentioned as much as we think he should, because like, the legend of Larry Bird. He's to a three me, point contest guy. No, I think it's the, I, no, I think the legend of Larry Bird as a whole is comparable to the Negro Leagues. Like, I think that the or like the stories about Larry Bird and what he has done when you can actually see the three point contest, the, fir- the first game that he played after Magic Johnson retired from HIV, he threw a behind the back half court pass in his honor. Just yeah. when he's like, I got you. Like, I'm just going to do that. Yeah, off the top they were on a long know, West Coast road trip. And he was like, all right, I'm going to play this one lefty and drop play this know, one 37. He, he got disrespected after winning the championship one year. And somebody was like, oh, Larry Bird can't, can't jump. He can't, he's not fast. So he lost weight and he dunked on everybody all year. Like, it was like, like the stuff he did was like Negro League levels of legend. The Sean Kemp story. You know that one? No, tell me more. What? You don't know what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what did you say? Was it tell Sean Kemp that he was like, I smell 50 or something like that? I forget. There, there was one where he said, I smell 50. He dropped 50 and then subbed himself out for the fourth quarter because they were up by enough. Or there's the the game winner on Xavier McDaniel, where he mm-hmm. hits the game winner, turns around, damn, I mean to leave nothing on the clock. Or the fact that people, or the fact that the... it took Dr. J and Chuck to fight him. <laughs> no, it did not take Dr. J and Chuck. Dr. J was piecing him up, and Chuck was like, "Well, I'm here, so <laughs> what we want to do." Chuck just wanted and, to give him a hug, <laughs> and people don't give, and people don't even say this enough. They're the reason why the Pistons didn't three peat. Who, like that's still that's still that's oh, yeah. still that Isaiah Isaiah threw it into the Celtics and then it was like oh shit like what's yeah. going on here and like DJ people never make, they don't mention it it's pretend like it never happened I'm like how do you, if that happened to anybody else I think that in NBA history that wasn't Isaiah Thomas people would be like yo remember that time he choked yeah, that's a good point he might be one of the most disrespectful <laughs> he is definitely one of the most disrespectful <laughs> players of all time like yeah. for sure for sure and Larry I just watched was also the Carmelo one of the most Anthony disrespectful so maybe that's I, part of it I just watched the Carmelo Anthony. Um, man, I was working for game interview today, and it is honestly, it's fantastic. Yeah, I, got, I, I gotta, I gotta get into it. I that. think you should definitely listen to it. He talks about his upbringing, it's, it's, it's a deep interview, actually. He talks about his dad, which I've never heard him talk about. Like, it's deep, but he talked, he talked about the fight in, in New York when he yeah, was uh, I, on, I the saw Knicks, on the Nuggets, that. and he was fighting the Knicks. And he said that, um, because <laughs> Isaiah Thomas was the coach, and he was like, We were up, we were blown, we were busting their ass, we were blowing them up. He said, J.R. Smith gets a breakaway dunk, and Isaiah Thomas said, Don't go to the room, y'all not allowed to go to the room today. He said, What? So J.R. Smith is a breakaway dunk. He gets fouled, like aggressively, flagrantly fouled. So he gets up and starts getting into him. And then he's Carmelo said, I turn to Isaiah Thomas like, 
He said, no, you're going to get yours, man. You don't do some shit like that. That's some punk move, dog. Like, I'm like, you talking to Isaiah Thomas? Like, <laughs> he said something like, that's a bitch move, dog. <laughs> so here's an interesting question based on the way that Larry was. Do you think people like pl- other players of his generation want to defend him? Or do you think they're still like, man, fuck that guy? <laughs> I don't think anybody outside of Boston wants to defend Larry Bird. Maybe Indiana. Boston, Indiana. I don't think anybody in Boston or Indiana outside of those spaces, but not even fan base. Like, do you think like other players are like? No, I know what you, you mean. Know? No, no, yeah. I know exactly like, what you no, mean. Fuck that. Guy. No, no, I know exactly <laughs> what you meant. I, I, I didn't. No, I ain't okay. saying about fans. It's about the people who played with them or against them. Only Indiana and Boston, and only Indiana because and, like he came maybe back to Mike. Coach. I, I've never heard Mike say anything about Larry Bird, like not negative or positive. I've never heard him really say anything <laughs> just about that he's Larry clear. Bird. <laughs> just that he's clear, he's great, he's one of the best, and he kind of keeps it pushing. Like I, like I've yeah, never Ma- heard Magic Michael... might have said probably the nicest stuff about him. A hundred percent. That was his number one competitor. Isaiah said that if he was black, he would just be another player. <laughs> yeah. Okay. After now back lost. on why this is why we disrespect Isaiah Thomas. After he lost, though, this is like you can't say that kind of shit when you lose to the guy. Yeah. Like you got to at least beat him and be like, man, he ain't that good. Yeah. I, I mean that. That's also one of the greatest lines of trash talk ever was I felt disrespected when they put a white guy on me. Oh, amazing. That's top five. That's top five <laughs> in basketball trash talk. And I mean, streets and NBA. How, how many of that top five is Larry Bird? Just that one. There's some good shit out there. There's some but, good shit out there. Okay. So how high up the list would you think? I'm just here to, I, I'm just wondering who's going to finish second. See, see that, that one is amazing. But it gets a little bit discounted because it wasn't like a game. It was like a competition. Like okay, it was like fair. it was like kind of like it was like a festival act because you're you're just three point shootout. You know what I mean? Like it's like okay, if you if it was the three point shootout like they did like in the '90s where you had to go against the person at the same time, I got you because I feel like it's like oh shit, Larry Bird got what? Like it puts that pressure on you. Where this one, you just out there freely shooting. You don't really. It's like all right, cool. And realistically speaking, I don't know how many people. I know basketball players are uber competitive professional athletes in general are really competitive i don't know how many people really thought they were winning like i really like i know they will say it and be like i thought i was gonna i don't know how many people when larry bird walked through that door uh he actually did walk through that door and be like oh yeah i'm gonna win this one i wonder how many people was like yeah you're right like i feel like they probably just was like i'm trying to get second (laughs) yeah yeah, they walked in. He's like, yeah, he's not even taking off his warm up. There's, Duh. I don't got a chance. They like, oh, this new thing, the three point line. He's mastered it already. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I guess the only person did. that could have beat him was maybe Pete Maravich, who had been gone for thirty yeah. years. Yeah, it, and the crazy thing about that is to me, him winning the three point contest is similar the to race. me. The, the first three. Yeah, I mean, like just the first one. It's like to me, it's similar to Dr. J winning the dunk contest mm-hmm. because it's like, yeah. This, this is what he like. This is what he does. And, and I know you don't have never seen somebody jump from the free throw line. You never see somebody shoot overhead threes before. But this is just what these people do. So you got to get used to it and good luck with everything else. Like when Dr. J came to the NBA and it was like the first ever dunk contest were featured Dr. J. Who in the well, that one's over Dr. J. Yeah, do you think there was Vegas lines on that? I don't think it would have been like it would have been like a Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. The line would have been too big. You had to go to Japan to do it. They'd be like, yeah, nah, we're not they taking just that. Wouldn't bet. have taken bets. Yeah. yeah, we're not taking that bet. We're going with the guy with the afro. Or, or, or the they races. may they maybe maybe could have gone the Tiger Woods route of you bet on this guy or the field. I feel like back then when everything was on tape delay, you didn't even know who the field was. 
That's fair. <laughs> but like, yeah. I, I, remember, I remember that being the bet. Like, I remember back when, you know, because at this point I was in sixth, seventh grade, but when ESPN had the streak for the cash thing that everyone was playing when that first came yeah, out. Early 2000s, the mid 2000s. It was like, it was like who's, who's going to win? And it was Tiger Woods or literally everyone else. Yeah, it was Tiger and Woods. And about a third of the time, it was Tiger Woods. But so I was thinking about this. So Larry's an interesting segue to this. Um, what percentile do you think you are in ability to shoot a basketball in the world? In the world? Yeah. Is high good and low bad or opposite? Yeah, high is good. High is good? Oh, I think in the world, I'm top 60%. Still. No, you're definitely higher than that. You have but to. you got to think, because you got to think the world, though. So, like, there's so many professional leagues in the world. There's so many, like. Yeah, but like, I'm saying, there, how many billions of people have never touched a basketball before? I, I, I get that 100%. However, you also got to think China plays basketball. Those are billions of people right there. That's true, and, but. You know what I mean? Like, so I, like I mean, I know about, that I shoot better than my entire friend group. I shoot better I would, than. I would bet on it. The only people in my life, I don't even hoop anymore, but every time I hoop with friends, like randomly, like I remember Foxy and I were doing a workout circuit when he lived in New Hampshire and he was like, I incorporated basketball, pull-ups, uh, running, suicide, like all this. I was like, okay, cool. Like I'm not a strong runner anymore because my knees are bad, but literally and he ran every day and no bullshit. I, I crushed him in that circuit because I could still shoot. Like I was like, I was like, I don't even pick up a basketball. I was like, oh, and he was just looking at me like, what the fuck is like? He would be balling out in the running. He'll beat me in the running. I'll beat him in the pull. As we get to basketball, and I'm already out. All right, good luck. But I think yeah. that that's one of those things where if you think about developed countries, almost everybody plays basketball now. It's the second most globalized game outside of soccer. So you still think that there's a potential that you're in the bottom half of the world? I said I'm top sixty. I'm a little higher than the bottom half. Well, no, if, if you're in the highest 60 or 60th percentile, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, thought yeah. you meant top 60%. I was like, that seems wrong. Oh, no, no, no. 60th percentile. See, I, I would think that we're probably closer to 80 at least. You're probably right. You're probably right. But I'm giving people their credit for actually still hooping. Like, I think, all right, so this is the real question. All right, this is the real question. That's a question about right now, right? Yeah. If you gave each of us a year to actually train and work on it, oh, I'm definitely saying top 80. Like, I am. Uh, I oh, like, no, I do. I think if, if if I had a year to just shoot, I'd be 90 at least. I genuinely believe that. I'm going to say 80 easy, and then everything else becomes subjective because then people start cheating. Being like, well, you know Reggie Miller's still alive. I'm like, yo, dog. <laughs> we talk about Yeah, but no, but I'm, talking, I'm talking, can we get out there and have a three-point contest right now? See, I, I think it should be better than that. It should be around the world. Okay, I yeah, you even better, even better, even better. You have to do free throws, you have to do threes, you have to go lay up on Yeah, no, I, I, I was just thinking about this because I was playing today and just at the park. And I was, you was, I was today? Oh, yeah. And, and the shot was falling. And I was, I was like, because I, I was thinking about this this weekend because I was at an engagement party. And so my buddy had, you know, those of us who were friends from college, his friends from high school, and we were like just shooting around a little bit. And I was just like, not in a cocky way. I was just like, I'm the best shooter here. <laughs> you were. Steph I was like, there's like ten to twelve of us. You I'm like, Steph I'm Curry the best. Party. You yes. walked in like, who else got? Who got second? <laughs> no, it, it literally is that. And I genuinely believe, like, I have that mindset when it comes to just shooting. Because there's plenty of people that are more athletic than me that like eventually cardio may not hold or whatever. See, but I will outshoot anyone I know. I think. Well, See, the, part of that for me, actual basketball player. The thing about basketball for me, where I think there needs to be a, a differentiate, a different, well, I can't even speak differentiator, to that. a differentiation. That's what I wanted to say. Because 
if you're born tall, that's not a fucking skill. That's like, no. that's just happenstance. You know what I'm saying? So like, if you, if you have insane natural athleticism, that's also just happenstance. You didn't do anything to earn that. So I think there needs to be a separation in basketball specifically because from, from the skip people who have skill, the people who have natural talent, and then there has to be a third one of like a mix of both. Because yeah. you know how they, you know how you do like the under 40 leagues or the over 40. I think that that should also be something where like, I agree. And I'm not saying this to be funny at all, but like, I know they have like the five, 10 and under leagues. I don't think that's funny at all. I think that's actually a smart reason because you were born six, eight. Yeah. It's okay, like, cool. it's like playing with, it's like golf tees. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's the right you one. Play with ha- a handicap to make it like more enjoyable for people. That's kind of Dude, part of it. Think about that though. The hoop is 10 feet tall. The hoop is almost five foot taller than Muggsy Bowles. Yeah. How is that fair? And then and Sean still Bradley cooked. exists. And still cooked. Yeah. Because, yeah, no. And, and this is like the most maybe outlandishly optimistic, overconfident thing that I believe. I truly, truly believe there's not a single person in my life that I know that could beat me up and down if you listed out every sport. I truly believe that. From a fundamental basis. Fund- oh, okay. So, for like, skill-wise. Yep. Like, there's okay. plenty of people that could beat me in basketball and are more skilled. Ain't no way they're keeping up with me on ice. It, it depends. It depends. How far – how many sports are we doing? Because I've never seen your tennis serve. I've never seen – you know what I'm saying? Are we doing, like is, – is chess a sport? Is archery a sport? Oh, you don't want to see me on the chessboard. I'm nice on the chessboard. I ain't going to lie to you. But, like, it's archery play. a sport? We'll play. Yeah, um, yeah, no, like we, you can make a list of as many as you want. Like, I think it's got to be probably at least 10. I don't know what it would be. I think it should be a max of 10. Because, max 10? okay. Because Cornhole like, is on ESPN. You know, and, and, the other thing, cornhole, and the other thing that is fair is like, how do you judge? Like, how do you judge soccer? Is it just a penalty shootout? Because that's not the game. I think, I think, I think you got to make like this, circuits. All right, this is what we got to do. This, this, see, now we're getting way deep into the weeds, which I kind of like. So, look, this, this is what, what we, we got to do. do. We got to actually play these games and have analytical people there that gives us plus minuses. Okay. The same but, way. But, do like, say, but what if you did like a circuit? So like, um, that, that's, that's practice. That's practice. You know how many people look good in practice and don't play good in the game. That's fair. Or, or vice versa. It, it, right. Or you do both. Or it's like, yeah, we're going to do drills and play a game. Okay. And that's how you weight it. Because like Tim Tebow sucked at practice, but was good in games. Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, ben Foster, who's the really popular goalkeeper in, in the UK. Who had been part of Man Man uh, Man United's academy? He was, was it? Yeah, it was United. He was like, yeah, the worst player I ever saw in practice was Carlos Tevez. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, and then he would do stuff in the game that you couldn't believe. I love what Shaq said. He was like, so you want me to give you everything I got at practice, or you want me to do it when the lights come on? You only get one. So we we're talking here. about practice. Carmelo Anthony, not today in this interview, but a different interview. He, well, all of the smoke, actually, he said this. He said, um, he said, yeah, when 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 Chuck got traded to Denver, we all heard the practice stuff, how he's not going to be out there. Every day he was practicing he was every single minute <laughs> yeah. and busting everybody ass. <laughs> it was like, yo, I thought it feels he like a Chuck thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like he was like to the point where he was like, yo, you cannot practice, dog. Like it's good. He's like, Chuck will be up to like 2 a.m., 3 a.m. We see him getting he's like, all right, see you tomorrow. Practice hard as shit and then drop like 40. And we're like, how, what, who is this person? Like, yeah, it's this like is the Kobe J. Williams story. <laughs> and then, and then uh, what was it? Uh, Stephen A. Smith said that when AI actually abided by the curfews, he would do like, he would shoot like five for 20. And <laughs> he'd be like, all right, dog, go ahead. Yeah, he, needed, he, needed to, he needed to go down a city line Ave. 
do. But yeah, but the host know, that that, that kind of goes into another conversation. In your mind, in your mind, did Larry Bird do more for white athletes or did he do more for black athletes? I think black athletes in like a weird way. Tell me more. That's why I asked. Well, I mean, the, the one disrespectful line <laughs> is a glaring example. <laughs> but I, I don't know. Like, I, because he was called the great white hope, but like, I, I can't think of anything he ever did like for white basketball players. And, and he always spoke highly when he was an executive and a coach of the black athlete. Yeah. He always made sure that. He he, and the, the thing that I loved about Larry Bird because if anybody, realistically speaking, and, and he wasn't our generation, but he was the generation right before us. So in our lexicon, our parents' generation, right? <clears throat> if anybody, if you told, if you gave somebody you didn't know the person's name, you said where they came from, their nicknames, where they were famous at, the places that they played professionally, you'd be like, oh, that guy could hundred percent be racist. Like I could see it, like oh, the Great White Hope, the Hick from French Lick, he played in Boston, he played in Indiana. Uh, makes sense. You wouldn't even probably judge him. You'd probably be like, no, he probably should be racist because of the times. I've never yeah, thought Larry Bird. Yeah, yeah, like you would have. He's a guy that like you would have weirdly not held accountable for being racist. Yeah, you would have been oh, like, yeah, that oh, yeah. that's how they make him down there. Like it would have yeah. been like one of those weird things where, but you know why? Because we'd be like, he could change. Like it would be like one of those where it wouldn't be like egregious. It'd just be like, oh no. Nah, yeah. He's like, oh well, you put him in a room long enough with Russ, maybe he'll change his ways. You dig me. So like, I, I think that that was one of those things where. And you think, was, you know, even the, you know, the blacktop is what held him down. But <laughs> and and if you think about it, Larry Bird probably has more black people who wear his jersey than white people who wear any other black person's jersey who's not Michael Jordan. So is Larry Bird the Eminem of basketball? No, nah, no. Nah, I think Larry Bird, honestly, is, is more of a um, beast. You got to think about it. The basket basketball was they kind of they boxed black people out similar to baseball for a long period of time. So it wasn't like he came into a black art form. He came into a white art form that was becoming more black and still held it down for white people. So well, he, yeah, because the other thing I would say is like he didn't. I, it's gonna sound stereotypical when I says he didn't play like the white people that no, played before him. No, he played like Magic. And he played on a team with white people who play like that. Kevin McHale is a white player. Like, he's a yeah. white basketball player. Robert Parrish is a white player. <laughs> hey, 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 chill, man. That's the chief. Shout out to chief. <laughs> chief. You know, you know what's fucked up? He played like he's a black guy who played white with a Native American name. That's oh, right. As soon as you up. said that, I that just clicked. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to chief. Shout out to DJ. Yo, Dennis was the man, man. Like, I, Dennis was a was a great basketball player. He was a really good coach. He, I man, DJ. I never realized how much I appreciated him until he was. I remember when he died. Like, I vividly yeah. remember that. But like, I didn't realize how dope he was because I didn't even because when he died before he died, I never knew about his Supersonics career. I only knew about after the Supersonics, and I thought he was dope then. And then when I heard about all of the Supersonics, I was like, yeah. damn. By, by the way, that's still the dumbest thing that franchise has ever done. Not just moving to Oklahoma City, but getting rid of the Sonic nickname. So I can't do that. I can't do that to them. It wasn't their choice. From what I know about it, that's true. The NBA took the team. I don't think that the, I don't think it was ever like, oh, uh, yeah, because I, I don't think the franchise probably wanted to leave and no, the no, fans definitely didn't. The guy who bought it promised to stay in Seattle. Then he reneged on a promise when the deal went through. And that's their fault for not getting it in writing. But I don't think you can actually legally bind somebody to a city like that. Probably so, like, not. they took it on a good faith. And it was like, oh, you're not going to leave. Cool. We'll sell it to you. And then 
I think within like two or three years, he was like, I'm out. And I was like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? So I can't put that on the franchise. I got to put that on that owner who. That's all right. So this is this is a question for you. Do you think professional sports would be better for the players and or the fans if the only people who could own a team had to prove that they were fans of the sport? Maybe not the team, but of the sport, because most hedge fund people own sports teams. And obviously, I will argue 90 percent of professional sports teams aren't trying to win a championship. They're just happy yes. as making money hand over fish just because they own a team. So I think that they should adopt what the German soccer clubs have to where at least 51% of the owning interest has to be made up of the fan base. So Green Bay Packers? Sort of. But you can still have more primary investors. But And that's why everyone in Germany hates... Um, the team in Leipzig that's basically run by Red Bull or run through Red Bull. Um, but like, that's why when the super league popped up and all those big clubs that are owned by Americans and stuff were like, yeah, we don't care about the other lower leagues that we pretend to care about. Sidebar. Can I give you a quick sidebar? Based on yeah. what you just said, you know what I, you know what I learned last year and it blew my fucking mind and I should have known it with all my history. <clears throat> What's that? Did you know Red Bull isn't a beverage company? Well, it's like they do so much sports stuff. Yeah. They're not a sports company either. What are they? Like, how do they define themselves? They're a marketing and branding company. That blew my fucking mind. If you look up Red Bull, it will like break. It will like, (laughs) it will like, they will literally break it down. I'm like, oh, we do a marketing and branding company. It makes body and mind. And you know what's funny? They never, I don't even think they made Red Bull. They literally just branded themselves on it when it was already made. Like, that's what's so crazy about all of this, dude. Like, Red Bull is a marketing branding company, but they're known for their beverages. They're known for their extreme sports or their soccer, things like that. But all Respect. they are is a light, is a branding and marketing company. Respect. That blew my that fucking does blow mind. My mind. I was like, oh, shit. There's no that way people so know that. Sense. But it um, does make sense. There's no way people know that. Because they're never sponsoring anything. They're partners. If you think about it, like, they're yeah. never like, I'm sponsoring this football team. Like, no, we they just run everything, team. basically. Yeah. Like, it's crazy. That blew my mind, but I had to put that out there since you had Red Bull. Back to you. <laughs> nah, I, I don't know how I go back now. <laughs> like, my worldview has now changed. That blew my fucking mind. Like, all of these companies. Yeah, like no, Monster. like, they, they were the only one that didn't subscribe to that traditional German mm-hmm. approach. But that's why, like, Bayern Munich, Dortmund, they were never in the talks for the Super League because the fan owning in interest was like absolutely the fuck not yeah hmm. i really don't like the fact that red bull thing i'm really stuck like, i don't it. it's crazy it's funny that Mo- like monster energy and things like that are like we're competing with red bull red bull is like we don't make beverages <laughs> feels like a that scheme. is a stunt it feels like a scheme and that is something i greatly appreciate 100 percent. as That's a schemer stunt. myself every every business that they're in people are competing against them and they're just competing with other branding companies Red Bull GmbH. It's an Austrian private company known for its range of energy drinks. It's also known for sponsorship of a range of sporting events and teams. Red Bull was originally founded in Thailand and was called Krating Dang. I'm sure I'm botching that back in 1976. Dude, insane. 
Initially, Red Bull distributed free cases of the drink to college students. Um, let's see here. History. That's what I want. It was founded Austrian entrepreneur Dietrich Mateschitz and Thai businessman. Not going to tr- touch that one and mess that one up. No, go ahead. Go, go for it. Was it Chaleo Uvidia? That sounded Swedish somehow, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, there was a lot of consonants in there. (laughs) (laughs) And this is why they get American names, because they don't want us to fuck up their real names. (laughs) George. (laughs) My name is Michael. Michael. (laughs) So I'd I'd be be happily trying to do it. But yeah, how about this? So... 1984 modified the formula to better match European tastes by carbonating it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Found huge success by marketing to young professionals. Naturally. <laughs> um, initially, um, distributed free cases to college students in an attempt at viral advertising. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Rebel Dizzy <laughs> Wings. Duh. First sponsorship was a rower. Interesting. <laughs> they just out here trying shit. What, what happens like, if this whatever. guy doesn't win an Olympic gold medal? Listen, they still have been fine. If you're a marketer, you just trying shit. You're like whatever works works. Yeah, you throw shit at the wall and hope it's sick. marketing. Is like owning a record label. Ninety nine percent of rappers or musicians are going to fail. That one at his going to fall out. I am going to read this entire article. Please do. I am Please do. I'm not crazy. right now. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, not right now. I know. But I'm so fascinated. Dude, it blew they my mind. They have a record label. Yes. Red Bull <laughs> yes. Records? What? Yes. <laughs> they are not a beverage company. <laughs> they are a branding and marketing and licensing I, company. Dude, AWOL, it's crazy. AWOL Nation and imagine. Yes. Wait, no. Oh, no. Sorry. AWOL Nation. Mm-hmm. Ran, through, <laughs> through, ran through Red Bull Records. Yes. That's crazy. Dude, it's it's insane what this company is. And I feel like nobody knows this. I feel like I feel like if you I th- know I think that I you know what this makes me want is I, I hate like wearing like brand apparel. Mm-hmm. This is my mindset on life as like a business person. Mm-hmm. Is like w- when I look at stuff, because with my job, I have to like disclose outside business activities and stuff, but I want to just start like selling merch, like doing everything. And I was like, that's literally what they do. I'm, I'm in. Yeah. Yes. That's literally all they do. It, they're about, they were in on esports early. Mm-hmm. Like th- that's the thing. They just hit stuff that's up and running. It's like, yep, Red Bull does this now. Yeah. And you can't say there's a Coca-Cola records. Sure you can say like, and maybe there is, but it's probably a Pepsi one. Pepsi probably got something because they got like some conglomerate and everything. Yeah, but Pepsi kind of cheated. They got Nabisco behind them. <laughs> I feel like they, they got Gatorade. They got that Gatorade life. They do have Gatorade. I'm a, I'm a Powerade kind of guy because it's cheap. Ooh. Oh, okay, so here's an interesting one. Um, are you team Coke products or Pepsi products? I'm team no soda, but I will say this. But I, I didn't say soda. I said products. I know. Team no soda, which means I don't want to support your products because it goes back to soda. But I will say this. I think Pepsi makes better variety of things when it comes to taste. I think Coca-Cola makes the best if you're just saying one for one. Like, so the best the best Gatorade is better than all the Powerades put together. But 
all of the power rays as a whole are better than all of the Gatorades as a whole. Gatorade maybe has done too much at this point. You know what's but funny? You, you get a starting five, Gatorade wipes the floor. I disagree hard. I disagree hard. You know why? You know why I disagree hard? Because Gatorade, it's funny, Gatorade almost is too flavorful. Like, it's literally like, this is orange. Is this fucking tang? Like, what am I drinking right now? Like, it's like hardcore. Like, they, they ramp it up so hard that you're like, See, I like drinking? that. I, I like it, too. I never said I dislike it. But when you drink a Powerade, you like, you would chug a Powerade faster than you chug a Gatorade. That's fair. Like, you would just down it like, God damn, this is 32 ounces? Like, it's just like one of those things. It's, it's wild, man. It's wild. And shout out to all the powered, the powdered Powerade that was left on the, the soccer fields of St. Joseph University when I was a sophomore. And we took it all back to Rashford and gave it out like we were ghetto, ghetto Santa Clauses. And it lasted for like three months. It was amazing. I didn't know they made Powerade in powder form. You just put that shit in water and shake it up, and we was good. It was gooch. That that was a brilliant. Whoever came, first came up with that um, probably was Red Bull um, or some some wing. Probably hundred percent had Red that Bull. idea. Red Bull probably owns owns Pepsi, but they won't say anything because it'll yeah. be it'll be a monopoly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're find- they're literally just schemers. I love Dude, them now. Let me find, let me I, I absolutely love Red Bull now. Let me find out Red Bull is the new Anheuser-Busch. They just own a bunch of shit, and they have to sell off shit every year so that they don't be considered a monopoly. They'll be like, oh, you can have Doritos. Like, yeah. It's just like, what? <laughs> Dude, Red Bull is fascinating, man. Look, you definitely read into it. Like, it blew yeah. my mind. Like, uh, I'm, I'm definitely having to read into that. I, Ivan, I was mind-blown for literally three to four weeks. Like, I was on my couch. Like, like I was talking to a therapist with my hands on my chest, like, I'm go- I'm gonna schedule time in my calendar to read this. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be like, okay, for this two hour block on Thursday night, I'm going to read this article, and not it's just good. Wikipedia. I want to go through. Uh, oh yeah, no, there's got to be YouTube, there's got to be good YouTube videos and and stuff that they. No, I didn't even look into the YouTube videos. I think I just read articles. So yeah, send me send me whatever YouTube videos that are fascinating. I will. That you I will. Show because I'm in. Um, so and, what and- I was- well, I was say, what I was trying to get to was I think it's so fucking whack that somebody like Steve Ballmer could literally buy every NBA team and still not sweat at night. Yeah. Like, that's corny to me, man. Because I that's get like this, That's why fan, the Steve bro. Cohen one or, or like Cuban's a great example of like someone who clearly cares. Yeah. But I like, think Ballmer cares. I think he yeah, actually I do too. really does care. But Steve Cohen makes Ballmer look poor. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. And like Steve Cohen, like, and the one thing I respect him, like, it's a chain. The Mets still suck, but he was like, like they, they suck for now. As a they do, they do, they say, do. That's true. That's true. They it's, still, it's, still, it's still young because yeah, he's because he's like, I'm a fan. There's nothing I want more than the Mets win a World Series. I have no problem going way over the luxury tax. And it's baseball. It's not a real luxury tax. Well, I mean, you got to pay something, but you know, yeah, I'm he, about the NBA. NBA is like you get charged like three times as much as your payroll. That shit is crazy. Yeah, I, th- I think it's like almost. I think I want to say it's one for one. Like yeah, however much you go over, you have to just cover yeah. it or something. I think it's literally like a dollar for. But it's just like the dope. salary cap is so much higher that like yeah. if you go way over, as far over as some of these teams go, they're going like a hundred million dollars over. <laughs> but for baseball, that's light work. Yeah, that's true. But that's speak, so speaking of monopolies, here's what I'll say: Don't play it with friends, only enemies. That works too. That's how it looks you like. know, I forget who said this. Keep your friends close. Keep your enemies closer. See, uh, see who really comes through. Um, who said that? Little something like that. I, I botched that. But I don't remember the exact quote. But I thought you were gonna say keep your friends close. Keep your enemies close enough to the monopoly boards to see if they're cheating. 
Yeah, that works too. <laughs> I, I don't hate that one either. But uh, there's an increasingly uh, growing monopoly uh, of our hearts among running backs. Um, it's Ooh. from the Marshawn Lynch coaching the transition. Um, we've been we made this decision two or three weeks ago, maybe, and I'm it just hasn't really come up. Three weeks. It was before the season. It was before the yeah. season for sure. Well, um, it was the last uh, preseason game. Yeah, it was the weekend. We were talking about it before the weekend even happened. Yeah, um, we now have our running back that we will support for the rest of his career. And then some, and then after too. And then after, because he's going to do stuff after. You can already oh. tell. You can already tell it's there. Dude, I'm already debating on, and I need you to talk me off this ledge as a friend, okay. as a friend. I can't buy a Steeler jersey because they're in Pennsylvania. No, 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 no. This is easy. I know where you're going. It's easy. Because I, I also can't can. buy, you know what I'm saying? I can't. Yeah, no, no, you can't buy Bama stuff. I got you. It's very easy. He sells his own merch. Yeah, but it's not a jersey, though. Like, I need I need that on my see, back. See, this is my new thing. All right, tell me. Tell me. Talk me off this ledge as a friend. I am done giving money to the organizations when I can give it directly to the person. So, I for example. I both, though. Not always. I did both, though. So I, was, the I got no problem cutting the organization. Fire, though. I can't lie. I'm like, damn, that shit is fire. <laughs> can you find a high school? Can I find a high school? Uh, uh, his high school jersey. That's a good question. I don't even know where he went. To. I don't either. Talk. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm see if it's. Have dope. we even said his name? No. <laughs> Shout out oh. to Najee Harris. <laughs> ah, yeah. My guy. I almost traded every player on my roster in my fantasy just to get him, and he'd be the only player on my team starter, just because, just for the, hey, just for GP. Hey, you win where it really matters. Goddamn right. But um, no. So th- this is something that's been growing. This is a, a, a tangent to discussing. Uh, and fully endorsing our support of one Oh, them high school jerseys crazy. You got? Oh, I got you. Look at that. Oh, yeah, I'm about to Google it. Too. <laughs> but so this this is and something that's been growing. Too, so it's like, crazy. for example, I, I was like, all right, Nick Diaz is fighting, which we will get to. I want to get a Nick Diaz shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm not giving the UFC. It, it really started with the UFC. I'm done giving hey, Dana. But- I'm gun giving Dan my money. Add merch though, so like that's, that's a little bit different. That's but, but his stuff was pretty basic. I just texted you a picture too. His stuff is pretty basic, but I was like, I'd rather buy it there. Oh, oh for these, sure. are, these are fire, these are fire. dude! It's an inverted Steelers and jerseys, the, the, and the two is cold too. That's an inverted Steelers jersey. It looks like the jerseys from like the, the Dark Knight. High school jersey. Let's go shopping. Um. But for example, and this was like Max Holloway was another one. I was like, I want to get Max merch or something. Yeah, Max's merch is dope as hell. And I'm gonna get a headband. The, oh, the, the problem headband? with a lot of Max's stuff is there's a lot of 5042, which I can't do. <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> but what happens when Calvin retires? Can you buy it then? Yeah. Right. <laughs> can you just buy it and put it on ice? Don't even open it until <laughs> you're just tired. Cover it up for a little bit. <laughs> the sleeve up a little bit more. Yeah, but man. no, it just, I don't know. Like, it's just now that so many people are doing the smart thing and making merch for themselves, I'd way rather support them. Like, I'd way, way rather buy Beast Mode stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. A Seahawks jersey. Oh, absolutely. But also, Seahawks jerseys aren't fire. The old school ones were the Sean Alexander. The ones I thought was fire. No, the Sean's are, are whack. The, what, the, I'm talking about the ones with the, like, the silver, not the gray, like the silver helmets. The, what? You didn't like them joints? 
Not the I dark like blue, the blue jersey. Not the dark blue one. I'm talking about oh. like the, the, the gray the silver one. Oh. I don't like the neon ones. Like you don't like man. the Dion, the, the neon Dion? Oregon did I was thinking first. of Dion Branch with those ones, the neon Oregon Dion's. Did. Oregon did it better. Oh, always. Yeah, so like if you're not going to outdo Oregon, you can't do neon. But yeah, like I, I just so I don't know. So I'm kind of I'm not over the jersey thing. I think it's cool to have jerseys, but like I think if they make their, their own thing, that's what I'm gonna buy first. I think athletes need to come out with their own jerseys, like kind of how Bleacher Report is collaborating with people. I think that's dope as hell. Like yeah. I love when they get like the diplomats to make Knicks jerseys, or they get Outcast to do Braves jerseys, or they do like that shit is. They got Nas to do an Illmatic baseball jersey that I was gonna buy for my birthday. Nas was uh, the answer of a uh, Jeopardy. Or not Jeopardy, a crossword puzzle answer in the New York Times recently. Fun fact. What was the question? Um, it ain't hard to tell. Opera no, play. it was a weird one where I didn't even know it off the top, but I was just like, it has to be Nas. It was like rapper who got into a beef with Doja Cat. And my dad had oh, done yeah. part of it, and it was three letters and ended in S. And I was like, it has to be Nas. <laughs> I was like, with no knowledge of this occurring, it has to be Nas. <laughs> I don't know if it's good or bad that that white media has turned street terms into normal conversational words. Like beef used to mean I'm going to kill you when I see you. Now beef means Nas is talking to Doja Cat in a harsh yeah, manner. Beef used to be no Vaseline. Like beef was Jay-Z beef. and Nas. Yeah. <laughs> like Nas. Was brought, like, they might not wake up tomorrow. Nas brought a dummy of Jay-Z, like a, like a life-size dummy of Jay-Z to Summer Jam. And you know what he wanted to do with the jersey and they stopped it last minute? He was going to lynch it on stage. Like burn it in effigy? No, lynch it. Yeah. He was going to literally hit the button, and then Jay-Z was going to get lynched, and his eyes were going to roll in the back of his head. It was going to, it was going to like, shake and stuff while he performs ether. That shit is crazy. And yeah. not nice. I was like, now it's Twitter beef. Yo. Now it's Twitter beef. Which, people. <laughs> Which is crazy that back then they were like, nah, that's too far. Yeah, 0405. No, that's too far, dog. Like, yo, this is 0405, man. Eminem killed his mom three times already today, and you tell me I can't lynch Jay-Z. <laughs> today. Yeah. yeah. When did, uh, hold on. Because this is a song that popped in my shuffle recently, and I feel like it was right around that time, maybe even after the fact. Um, when did when was this released? Oh, 2009. Sorry, so way after. I was like, crack a bottle. Like oh. the first <laughs> the first introduction of that song with a record of <laughs> dude, <that's laughs> 400 assaults. I was like, whoa, dude, whoa, Marshall. <laughs> that song won a Grammy. That song specifically won a Grammy. Yeah, yeah. And five years before that, when it was even more the Wild West of of uh hip-hop it was like you, well, you know it's crazy you know what's a sad fact about that song Crack that's, bottle? 50, that's 50 cents only grammy in his entire yeah. career yeah i do know that how do you not win a grammy for get rich or die trying anything on get rich or die trying you know they gave best new artist to evan essence that year and 50 cent never forgot it. that's how I remember well that was like when he still brings it up like, evan essence, where are they at who are they he's like but i'm still here he's still mad about that i'm like i would be too I, you have I would be too yeah except the, he's he except he's way more successful and loaded and more relevant than Evan he's petty he's petty he's well that's, petty, that's petty what the, every great is petty no nah, larry's not petty larry's just confident man no larry's clear larry just yeah he's not petty though larry couldn't care what you're doing because he knows this is gonna be better the sean kemp story is pettiness to a t he's like, oh you broke all my high school records all right i'm gonna drop 50 on you no, 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 but he's just letting him know that, like, you broke them because I had nobody to go against. I was just out here doing something freelance. But now that we're going against each other, I want you to know how bad you are compared to me. See, I feel like that's pettiness to care about high school stats. <laughs> when no, when he was, what? How old was he at that point? 33? <laughs> well, he's a no. god in the city, though. 
think about that. If you are God in your city and somebody breaks all your records, that's not being petty. That's like, oh, you're challenging my Defending God your honor. Yeah, yeah, you're challenging my, I got to let you know I'm Zeus. You're just Achilles. <laughs> you have literally a weakness after your name. Now, you know heal. what I have? Lightning bolts. Yeah. Yeah, you are Achilles. Now heal like a dog. You dig? You're either Achilles or Hercules. Either way, you ain't full God. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, like, yeah, no, back, back to Najee. Um, for those that haven't watched it, um, go go watch Brother from Another mm. with Najee Harris. You, so you, what, what, was, what was the moment you were sold? Like, sold, sold. Was it was it Brother Sean? or Because there was a moment for me that took it over the top. For me, the first part that I realized I was sold was actually I in my mind chronologically is not coming to me the way in which it probably came but I would tell you I knew I was sold on three different moments and I don't know which one came first in the interview whichever came first in the interview that's when I knew I was sold when he was talking about how he is um reserved and he's shy he don't really talk to people and then you see him talking like I could fuck with this guy that was yeah. one of them brother Sean of course <clears throat> and then of course the the shelter I was like yo this this is a good dude this is a real dope dude and then and honestly there's four and then the last one not really last one, but last one in this conversation because I don't know which order it came into. He just seemed like he had his head on straight and not straight like I'm trying to be the greatest football player ever. I'm trying to make the most amount of money. I'm trying, but it was just more about, hey, I'm 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 a person who is fortunate enough to do this and it's and not I'm gonna, gonna use, last. use the platform for good. Yup, it's not gonna last forever. I want to do it for good. So those were the four. I don't remember which what was chronologically in order. Yeah, I don't remember what was chronologically first. Here's what I say: I was in at all those points, but the moment that I knew is right at the end of the interview, where I was like, "Nah, this this dude is different," in, and in the way that Marshawn is different, was as they were wrapping up the interview. The the exchange of them saying like, "You're always welcome here." Mm-hmm. And it was the the response that he gave that I, in 25 years of watching sports interviews, I have never heard an athlete say this to the interviewer. And it was him, you know, just to paraphrase a little bit, but basically this is explicitly what he said. If you ever need anything, hit me up. I got you. Mm -hmm. Like that is a, what, 21, 22 year old kid. Yeah. Talking to dudes in their mid 40s. At least one of them is in his fifties. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say I think my colleagues in his fifties. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that, that like I, I was driving and like I was like, <laughs> no one's ever said that. No, no one's ever said that in a, no. to like an interview where he was there to pr- kind of promote a product. It yeah. wasn't even like he was friends with them. It was the first time they interacted. Yep. Like, oh, we can talk about like superheroes. Like, oh, like, ah. yeah, like they went into a whole. That interview was so dope. And as they say, they don't do interviews. They do uh, conversations. Conversations, yes. So that conversation was amazing because they barely talked about football the entire time. And that was amazing because I don't, for me, I don't know how you feel about this. Unless you are a genius at the sports you played, I don't really care to hear you talk about the game that you played. Like, I really don't like when people just want to be opinionated because they played before or they they played in our high schools. I don't care about none of that unless you're going to. You know who, you know, one of the people recently who I realized talks about sports in a way in which I can't talk about the sport like that. And I just realized that I've been watching this man for years. He's my all time favorite 
player at his position. So, like, I've been listening to this man for years, but he just recently started really breaking down games and breaking down the Peyton? sport that he played in a way, huh? Peyton? No, no, no. I've been doing that about Peyton. But, like, Shannon Sharp. If you listen to how he now like debates skip it, I can't listen to a lot of it because it's the same topics over and over again. But like the ones I do listen to, I pick and choose on YouTube which ones I want to listen to. And the way he breaks down the game, he'd be like, see, that's a half block right there. He's supposed to step back three times and go off. Like he's like, I'm like, what did you just say to me? Like yeah. it's like some it's like next level, it's like Peyton Manning style stuff for that. I can I love when people that. break that's down like their Brian detail. I love when people it, it, and, and it's something about football too, where it's like, I don't want to hear like I respect Shannon. I don't want to hear him talking about quarterback play. I mean, I'm sure he gets it. But he but like the best quarterback ever. No, he not the greatest. Just, not the greatest quarterback ever. I didn't say that. Most talented. Best quarterback ever. Anyway, <laughs> Trent Dilfer was great. I agree. Um, All the but <laughs> no, it, it it's like um, McAfee's one when 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 McAfee like breaks down a punt blockage issue. I'm like, oh, it's like the stuff that no one ever knows how to talk about because no one ever has the platform to talk about certain things. Like See, no one ever looks at like because he was disparaging some commentators like, oh, this person needs to do this. And he was like, no, this wasn't their blown coverage. It was X, Y, Z. I, I got to slightly disagree with you because football is such a team game that you, if you're if you're like a hall if you of get fame, it, you get it. Yeah. You got to know everybody's position for the most part. Yeah, but like, special teams, I think, is where it's like no one ever talks about special teams, so it fascinates me. Yeah. So, like, when Shannon talks about quarterback plays, because he's like, dog, I got to know what the quarterback's going to do. Like, yeah. I need to react to the quarterback. So, like, if Shannon Sharp is talking about safety play, I can still accept it because he had to go against no, it. No, no, I, I want to be – I can accept it. Yeah. But if I have a choice between listening to – Peyton Manning talk Shannon, about quarterback play. Yeah. Or, you know – when it comes to safeties, Shannon Sharp versus Ed Reed. I'm listening to Ed Reed, boy. Best you ever seen, boy. I'm, I'm a, but the thing about that is Shannon Sharp. I think that Shannon Sharp gets doesn't get the credit he deserves for not being as naturally talented as a lot of these guys. Shannon Sharp is a is a hybrid. He's like the first, I think he might be the first tight end to really be a wide receiver playing first- tight end. Oh, mm, yeah. Who else? Yeah, like everybody else is more of a blocker, and then you get in the goal line, I'm gonna get you a touchdown. But he could also block, if I, if I recall. Yeah, he could 100 block, but he was like running like 30, 40 route curl routes and slants, and she was like, like the that. first Gronk. He he was the first one against Gonzalez, and then but I would say Gonzalez Tony wasn't that much of a blocker. So like that's why I'm I'm even giving Shannon more praise that I think it's rare to be that Tony, elite. Tony was a great hybrid. blocker when Priestones was healthy. When Priest Holmes had well, a bad neck, I, I I feel like we could have been great blockers when Priest Holmes was on Priest Holmes mode. Listen, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong at all. But all I know is when you got Jamal back there with Priest Holmes, dog. Larry Johnson. And you had Trent Green, who's a very underrated quarterback in the history of the NFL. He's no Chad Pennington, but he's good. Dude, that was a fucking lineup. Who, who they have out wide? Don't even remember. matter. Tony Gonzalez. <laughs> Tony, hey Tony, you going with ninety balls this year? All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy. So um, yeah, from here on out, we are. Uh, he did have Dante Hall for a little while. Yeah, but he was more returning than but he played. I mean, he played, receiver. he played receiver. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, we'll, we'll, we'll. I feel like we got to right, hit so I one last right. thing. Oh yeah, you want to hit yours? Or why are white people hit? still hitting black people with whips in America? I I. I don't know. 
Like, what the fuck is going on, man? Whips? The more things change, the more they say the same. Yo, I'm gonna keep it real with you. I've never seen a whip in person. Like, never, 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 ever seen. I've seen historic horses. I've seen his. I've never seen it. I've seen historic whips. Like, I've been to museums where he was like, "Oh, this whip was used in slavery." Or I've seen shit like that. Who I have never seen a whip. I've never seen a whip used in person in my life. I've never even seen an Indiana Jones movie. So you think I've seen a whip in person? Where the fuck is the government funding to fund these whips? It's weird. Like who who just keeps whips? You just had room for it. It's like, nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna need that at some point. Well, I want to know what it looks like on the budget. Oh man, our budget got cut. We can only afford hundred whips this year. What? Because was it anything government? I mean, it wasn't government funded. It was just people, right? Was it no. not? Or was state state funded? Maybe no. Those were border patrol officers. Oh, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I did read that. <laughs> so are those funded by Texas or the federal government? You think? No, those are government government government. Yeah, because that's border patrol, which means you have the right to go into Mexico from time to time. That's more than just Texas. Right. I mean, in theory, you can Texas probably train them because they're wearing cowboy hats and on horses. So. I'm assuming that Texas has something to do with the training, but the yeah. border patrol is for all of America. It's it's hard to stomach. Like those pictures were tough to look at. We got at what point? Why is it that when I can't even get it out? Why is it that when black countries go through? Think about this. Haiti's president got assassinated in broad daylight in front of uh, hundreds of people. They just lost over 2,000 people to natural disasters. Mm-hmm. At what point are black countries allowed to be classified as refugee immigrants? In my eyes, been there. But instead, we don't set anything up. And the reason why Haiti has suffered a lot has a lot to do with America, just like Mexico. The reason why Mexico suffered a lot has a lot to do with America, but then we pretend like they're the problem and we're the solution that they don't have access to because they're not doing it in quote unquote the right way. But what's the right way when 2000 people die from a natural from natural disasters over a two week period and America just basically says, send your prayers. The right answer is we got to educate, but the the how is tough. I don't know. Educate who? Right. That's like, I don't even know where you start. Because people know what's going on. See, this is in the age of the smartphone, unless you just don't have a smartphone. I, I, I think it's just cutting out that ignorance. We talked about this before, like cutting out that ignorance of like, let's not act like we're not a country that was built on refugees. But is well, it ignorant? refugees stealing land? So yeah. like, this is nothing new. But is it ignorance or people? The Haitians just, are following the American way. You dig? And in some ways, they're the first Americans because, I mean, I'm not saying that Haiti is America, but they're the only country that was ever liberated by enslaved people and they were enslaved because of what was going on in america so what are we doing here so what, what i mean by that is when it comes to at what point it's like i don't know if we can claim ignorance anymore i think that we have to be real about people not giving a fuck because it's easy to say you don't know so it's easy for you like damn if you don't know you can't do if you don't know better you can't do better i have a hard time believing motherfuckers don't know at this point in time, in today's right. world where motherfuckers get canceled from a tweet they put up 15 years ago, if you're doing that much research on a person 15 years ago and you don't know what's going on in, the, in a country that's relatively close to America, what are you doing with your life? I don't know. I can't call it. Man. I don't know if there's an answer. 
Which is the saddest part. They are whipping black people in 2021 on American soil. Yeah, and that that's I think that's the the saddest part of uh, obviously on top of the actual action itself. But like you said, that symbolism that this is refugees of a country and liberated by enslaved people. And they seek sanctuary here and they're met with whips. There's a really fucked up symbolism to that. And that was their preferred method of attacking these people. Yeah. Like it wasn't like whips were a lot. It wasn't like everything they tried didn't work and they resorted to the whips. They came out on horses with whips. What? How many millions of dollars did the government put into training people how to use a whip? Because you know what happened. Oh, you yeah. just give somebody a whip and say, good luck. That's like, that's like nunchucks. If you don't get trained, you're going to hit yourself in the nuts eventually. You got to get trained in certain things. Yeah, I don't know. It- and the White House was like, well, we don't know if there's any justification for this. We can't figure out if there will ever be any justification for this, but we need all of the information. You we can't say both of those things. Yep. You can't say both of those things. Yeah, no. You can't say that we can't understand there be any justification for doing this, but we don't have all of the facts. If you don't believe there's no justification, you don't need all the facts. You like no matter what they're trying to then convey, no just, no, just straight up condemn it and say that we're still looking into what we're going to do, but that's not right. They wouldn't yeah. even say that's not right. Can't be how it happens. Just can't. I don't know. Whips. I don't even know where to buy a whip. Do they sell whips on Amazon? I'm gonna look it up while we talk right I'm now. Sure. I've I, never I'm not, seen I'm not, I'm not gonna search that on my work computer. <laughs> I've never seen a whip in a store. Like I've never been like they have that on Prime. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they have it at like horse supply stores and stuff. That's where it's supposed to be sold, you could argue. So the only whips that are coming up are BS whips that are like not real whips, six dollar whips and all that. The only other whip that's like not BDSM like whips. whips. Yeah, it's a $154 bull whip, 10 foot by 16 plates, kangaroo hide leather. They're killing kangaroos with whips now. Ain't that? Look at life. Killing kangaroos to hit place. other animals. And Where's people, PETA right? at when you need them? Where's PETA at right now? Where is PETA to come out and be like, yo, you shouldn't be riding horses and you hitting people with kangaroo skin? What you doing? Getting paid off by the government, probably. It's like the same way when black people do self-defense when they use a gun and then they still get uh, tried. Yeah, where is get the, charters. Where, where, where is um like that to me should count as double jeopardy. No, but what where, like just, where, just like oh this person got off, so I got off. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, where where is uh what is it called? What's the gun uh legislators in America? What are they? Oh uh, the NRA? Yeah, where's the NRA when black people do the right thing, quote unquote, when it comes to defending themselves with firearms? They never stand up for a black person. They never be like, yeah, he was justified. We putting all our money behind his resources. They'd be like, yo, good luck with that, dog. I feel like there's probably another acronym that you could make from that that would be like saying why they don't help. I'll bet they got a secret one. It's way too close to NWA for the, there to not be another one. I got I got it. I, I know the acronym. No, I know, I know. I know. But I'm just like, I, I don't, I just, not, not, I mean, we talked about this last week, I think, but it's like the hypocrisy is what drives me crazy. And like you said, you can't make those two statements together. 
because they're not the same statement. Completely contradictory. I don't. I'm way too militant to just accept. Shit. Like, if you're gonna say those two things together, it has to be presented as we're still investigating more into it, but whatever happened cannot happen. Done. Done. You're not gonna whip me in 2020. You're not with me probably before 2021, but you're not going to whip me in 2021 and not have to kill me that day. Like, I just, I know me. I couldn't just be like, oh, you whip me? Okay. Like, I'm not saying that's what the people of Haiti were doing, but I just know in my mind, I'm way too militant. I couldn't accept that kind of shit. And the fact that it's allowed to happen, I couldn't, I couldn't accept it either. Yep. Like, I, I, I just know I could, I've seen, not in person, in pictures, I've seen what whips do to flesh. Mm-hmm. And we're whipping people in water. So, th- yeah, this is, I don't think that – does that even get taught in the South? I should I should ask some friends of mine down in Texas. Like, did How you, you use a bull whip? No, no not that. Oh. If I ever ask that, I'll have to make sure that it's not through certain channels of communication. I don't I don't need to be put on a list that I don't deserve to be on. You, can, you can't Zoom that on your work computer. Yeah, nah. But, like – because I learned so much about this when I was in Texas. Like – they have a whole year dedicated to Texas history, but I don't think they cover near what we did growing up in American history. Mm. And it's like, I remember, I remember the first time. And obviously I say this as a white man that can't even fathom how you would experience this for the first time. I remember not being able to sleep Mm -hmm. in seventh grade the first time I learned about Emmett Till and saw those pictures, mm. I couldn't sleep. Like, I remember having called my mom in my room and I was like, I like, I, I vividly remembered what the feeling was. It was like when I looked at the screen window, it would like flash and I could see the image. And it's like, I remember seeing pictures of people's backs it's like, I don't think people think about whips in the South other than what's in the Bible. It's in the strength of that black woman to be like open casket and bring the media baller. For lack I, of a better term, like um, that is a baller move. I can't fathom it. I just can't, I can't fathom it now. Like people, I, turn away when, people turn away when we watch horror movies because there's blood. Look what they did to a human being, a boy, a boy, a young man. And then the woman admits on like, her and, that she and lied. Anytime that pops up, like the anniversary, uh, like his, when his birthday happens, mm-hmm. that's 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 one of those numbing moments when you realize how not deep into the past that is. No, not at all. Not at all. Like in theory, I'm going to look it up right now. In theory. As of recently, Emmett Till easily could still be alive. Yeah, like I think he's at my dad's age. Yeah. Yeah, he was born in 41. Easily could still be alive right now. He's, he would be eight years older than my dad. And the only reason I say in theory is because black people, black men, I believe, only live to be 67 on average in America. I think white men is like 72. Well, it, because issues yeah. like Emmett Till kind of skewed that number a little bit. Yeah, so like in theory, he should be alive if he was able to live a healthy life. 
Right, which probably was not going to happen in Alabama, or I that's, forget exactly. Was he in Alabama? He's from Chicago. Oh, that's right. That's what's so crazy. That like, is what makes crazy. It's like you make that assumption. It's like, yeah, it must be from Alabama. Where I mean, everything we, we know happening. where he died, Mississippi. Right. Come on, man. Yeah. I, I knew the death was down there. Oh, yeah. No, he's from Chicago. And, and, and if you want to make it even deeper, darker criminal link, and this could be the last thing we say, think about how fucked up Chicago is right now with violence, where the turning point, one of the turning points in American history was a kid from Chicago being brutalized. And kids from Chicago are continuing to be brutalized, but now it's just normal. Mm-hmm. It's a cold game that we are. It is. I, I want to make some type of comedic transition to Nick Diaz to wrap up, but everything I keep coming up with is just of such poor taste. Um, so I won't do that. But um, did you see, by the way, th- this is one thing that I was thinking about and wanted to bring up. I don't know if you saw this. This happened like right before we, we jumped on here to record. Um, of course, this is the Tuesday that we're recording this of fight week. Mm-hmm. They're moving it from welterweight to a middleweight fight. I did not see that. I think this is something that needs to happen way more for fights outside outside of the top 10, I would say. If it's inside the top 10 and there's like belt contention online, you kind of got to fight at that weight class. But I think this is great. Like they would probably, and they just, both fighters have to agree, obviously. Yeah. And there's like, eh, what's the point of cutting that much weight? See, you know, see, all right. So I, I agree with you in, in theory that this should be an option mid fight week so that everybody can be cool with it. I think that makes I think that makes it a lot harder for Nick, actually, because he spent the last five years well, really the last two or three years transforming his body into 155. Until being 155, like really trained because he did it the same way Jose did to a certain extent where like, I'm going to take time. I'm going to do this in a way in which it's sustainable, not just me cutting weight. So now I'm putting all that weight back on. I think that favors his opponent more than it might favor him because he has never been the kind of he's never been a big 170 person anyway. So like him going down to 155, if you could drain your opponent and make him cut that kind of weight. Which we know Robbie Lawler is going to make weight. Like I don't remember Robbie Lawler ever missing weight. Gross pro, yeah, you know. So, but he, I don't is think he ever gi- has missed. He is a gigantic human being for the sizes that he competes in, and he's looked bigger lately too. Oh my god, he's like he's built like a tree stump. So like he's him got the head up, of one too. Him, him, his head is like what Vitor's traps were. <laughs> like, <laughs> like if you can combine his head with Vitor's traps, you have Ultron. By the way, did you see? So this is what you're kind of banking on for Nick is Joe Rogan said this basically that it's his belief that Nick Diaz changed the game as it pertained to cardio. Would you agree? And basically what he said was, and I quote, Nick Diaz changed the game in terms of his elite cardio. He did something that was a new thing. And that new thing was he's not going to hit you with 100% power, but he's going to hit you twice as much and you're never going to get to breathe and he's going to stay on top of you and he's going to talk to you the whole time. I, I I agree. I mean, Joe Rogan's the god in MMA, so I, who am I to agree to disagree? I agree with that. The only thing that I would say about that, the reason why he was able to do that for two reasons is because he didn't have one-punch knockout power, so he had to actually grind out wins a lot of the times. And the second thing is he had arguably the greatest chin in the history of mixed martial arts. As you get older, your chin fades. As you get older, your chin fades. Almost nobody, and I mean almost nobody, has had the same chin they've had in their 20s that they had in their 30s that they had in their 40s. Almost nobody. 
So it's one, especially the people who get hit a lot. Like there has been people who never got hit. So we didn't know if they had a chin, like Roy Jones never got hit. So, so we didn't know if he had a chin, like Floyd never got hit. So we didn't know if he had a chin. Yeah. It was what just Madonna. Well, no, Sugar Shane. Yeah. 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 But I think Sugar Shane hit him like on the side of the head. So like, it wasn't really his chin it was equilibrium shot. Yeah, like I, I remember, like the first time I really dug into like what makes Nick Diaz different is someone was breaking down a fight, maybe against Phil Davis or someone similar like that, and they were basically they played like you know rounds one through three, and they were like he's solely hitting this dude at forty or fifty percent power, mm-hmm. um, and then it was like round four, and it was like now he's swinging, <laughs> and the dude was just so done already. That it lasted another 30 seconds. But um, he, here's the thing that gives Nick Diaz the biggest advantage. But it's only three rounds, isn't it? It is only three rounds as far as I know. So that's There's a no that's deep the waters in three rounds. Yeah, three There's rounds. Not, not for, I mean, not deep waters for Robbie Lawler, at least. No. Some people find deep waters in three rounds, but not there. Like Connor used to. That's why he, that's why he usually tried to get it done in one. Luckily mm-hmm. for his matchups, usually he did. Um, also, does Connor forget his leg is broken? But never mind. He's th- he's through the first pitch of the Cubs game. Like, why are you? Yeah, not well him? either. He's he's been saying his leg's fine, so I leg but I don't buy fine. it. There's no way it's fine. Um, do you? Th- Robbie Lawler doesn't seem like someone that would be at the least bit psyched out by previous shit. So I don't I don't really think. There's any Nick, if, there. if you if you believe what Nick has said in his interview, he isn't going to go in there and try to intimidate him mentally. He said he doesn't. He literally said. He was like, it's not about keeping a gangster anymore. I teach children now. Like, I want to teach them the right way that I was never taught. Like, yeah, it was good when I was young. And, yeah, I meant everything I it'd be, was It'd be an interesting truly... side of Nick that makes him, honestly, like, that might be the one thing that can throw Robbie Lawler off is if he comes in totally respectful. Bowing him like Anderson Silva. Yeah. I, th- I think he's going to come in and Nick Diaz is going to be I don't. You know what's funny? I don't think so. Like, really? I believe him. I really do believe him because when is when – He is has, one of those guys. And this is what I've said. This is my issue with someone like Colby Covington. I don't believe what he says. Nick Diaz, when he speaks, I believe him. And you know why I believe That's him? how I felt about Connor before. I don't feel that way about Connor now. You know why I believe him? Because in the same breath, he he said, and Robbie Lawler hasn't evolved at all, so there's no way he can beat me. He can't even hurt me. He's going to take a, a hell of a shot to even hurt me. So, so like, he wasn't Diaz. he wasn't bowing in his honor. He's just yeah. like, I'm not going to disrespect him. Like, I'm yeah. going to go in. I'm going to fight my fight. I don't need to disrespect him anymore. He knows what it is. But he hasn't evolved as a fighter, and he has to dig deep in order to hurt me. So like he wasn't he wasn't cow told he wasn't being that dude to be like oh my god Nick Diaz is so humble now he's like no motherfucker I'm so the best I'm still gonna but piece like, you up yeah you still know I'm from Stockton so we ain't even so got to do that. Speaking which is that the biggest advantage for Nick Diaz in this fight? Two hundred nine months since the first one, it feels poetic. That's so wild. Well, I'll say this though, I still think he's gonna try to slap him. So at the end of the day, he's oh, still he gonna disrespect to. him. He's still gonna disrespect him in some kind of way. That's what I mean. Nick Diaz is still in there. He may not talk. Hmm. He, but he, I mean, he's gonna say Stockton motherfucker. Or you know what I love? You know what I loved about that? The interview that he had. He was like, he. Which he's, interview? Oh yeah, I, I gotta check it. Oh yeah, it's amazing. He paused and he was like, I don't, I don't speak well, and that's one of the reasons why I was always so frustrated and why I didn't want to show up. It's like I don't, I don't, I don't speak well for myself. I'm very emotional. If, yeah. And he was just like, I can't, I don't articulate well, so people don't understand me. So like, well, and it was like we said. <laughs> What was the embedded? The Diaz language? Yeah. <laughs> There's four languages here. English, French, Spanish, and Diaz. And Diaz. <laughs> but the, you know what's crazy? 
he sounds so clear though. This is the clearest I've ever heard Nick yeah. in my life. He, like the way he, the way his voice sounds, and like he's not slurring his words. It's like none of that. Like he, he sounds has sounded so really clear. healthy. Like anytime I see him speak, Nick. I mean Nate, Nathan. Nah. Not so much. Yeah, which is so funny that he's now going by Nathan. Yep. Shout out to Ariel. Yeah. Shout, shout out to those. Got his uh, U.S. citizenship today. He did. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that tweet. He also. But yeah, dude. Ariel got to stop doing this. I, I panicked. I thought the fight got canceled when it, he announced it was moving up to middleweight because all, all his tweets started with was like breaking fight between Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler has been. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. And I was like, moved up to middleweight. I was like, dog, you need to give a spoiler warning. <laughs> you got to be like fights on like before where you write breaking. Just be like the fight is still happening. Oh, so Literally funny. every reply was like, dog, don't do that to me. Don't do right, that. So I guess we can, I guess we can end it here. Who you got Nick. on their one on one? Brendan Shaw or Ariel Hawani? Oh, Ariel. But yeah, I I've been known to be surprised. So yeah, is it me? Is it me? Is it me? Or is Brendan's world crashing in around him right now? And I'm not um, wishing. I don't yeah. wish this because I like to do, but. Yeah, no, I, I think there is a certain. I mean, I think the Callan stuff really hurt because that was such a huge part of his business. All speak around. on it, speak on it. The Colin stuff, what Colin stuff? Well, the allegations, which I, I don't really know what happened. He was off fire than the kid. Now he seems to be back full time. I, 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 but like you said, the. I mean, I can only speak for me. I just stopped kind of listening to him. Yeah, same. Like, honestly, I stopped listening to Fighter in the Cave around. Well, I, I was already kind of off podcast a little bit just because my schedule wasn't allowing for it the way it used to. But, like, when Callum left, I felt so much less reason to listen. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, on top of that, you got guys like uh, Ari Shafir kind of coming for him. Like, they, they told Ari Shafir about the story, about the hero story that we discussed on this podcast. And he was just like, huh, okay. Like, and he was just like, he would just kind of like refuse. Like, I don't doubt that he did anything. I just doubt that it wasn't as heroic as it might sound. Because, yeah, because you know, he's he's known to embellish. And then allegedly, and I'm not a gossip dude, so I'm going to say this and leave it alone. His wife has left him. I hadn't heard that. Yeah. I feel apparently. for him there. That sucks. Yeah, that's a rough one, man. That's a rough one. And then you got to think about everything that's going on. It's like the only, the one thing that I'll give him credit for, not the one thing, the one thing I give him credit for right now is that the King of the Steam might be the best it's been in years. And I fucks with King of Steam heavy, Theo Vaughn, Brandon Schaub, King of the Steam. That, that, that goes back to my point. Brandon, wait, 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 Brandon wait. can't no, carry. No, but I was about to say this, though. And Theo hasn't been on it recently. He's been on it off and on because for whatever, I think he's on tour or maybe he just doesn't really want to do it. But they got Eric Griffin on there now to be Brandon Schaub's co-host. And then they got Stevie Weeby in a culture corner. And then Theo sits in a culture corner with Stevie Weeby as if he's like a guest on the show. So it gives it new energy and new light. And Eric Griffin is just like a master at this comedy thing. So he's real, real dope. But yeah, it's not Brendan Shop thing. It's just more like the people he put around. Brendan Shop. Yeah, he, he's just he's a he's a sidekick. Which, like, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you I genuinely believe there's I, nothing wrong with that because he plays that role well. I, I wouldn't call him a sidekick because he headlines things. You know what I'll call him? He's the producer that doesn't know how to make beats. He knows what he needs, so he'll get somebody to do it. Anybody, yo, can you play trumpet? I can't. Cool, play the trumpet. You, who, who can write these raps? Yeah, he's me? not Pharrell. <laughs> He write the raps for me like he is straight up like, yo, I'm, he's going to puff daddy the situation. He's going to be like, I can't play one key, but I'm going to come out with some hit records. Yeah, he's puff. Others like, you know, the Rogan guys, that's the Pharrell. 
oh yeah, Rogan, Rogan is Pharrell. I would say uh like the Burts are are like the um the the Kanye's and the Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre's and things like that. Or they're just like, so unique. <laughs> so unique and in, in the institution. Theo might be another stuff. one of those. Theo, Theo might be like the Eminem. <laughs> just never know what's coming out of his mouth. Never knows what's gonna come out of his mouth. And, and he should get canceled for the stuff he says, but you can't cancel. You just know what you can cancel. <laughs> his, his his quick bit about white privilege always always gets me. It's like, I don't know nothing about white privilege. Like there was poor white, there's poor black. You know, I, I I knew some kids that white privilege. They had sweaters. <laughs> All right, let, let's run through main card. Who you got? Andraj, Cynthia, Cynthia Calvillo. Andraj. Andraj. Blades, Even Rosenstrike. Cynthia. Who's the next fight? Uh, Curtis Blades, Jarzinho, Rosenstrike. Everything to me says Blades, but I want Rosenstrike to make one more run. I can go with that. I think Blades wins, though. I think Blades um, window. We're going to skip the people's main event. We're going to come back to that. Um, co-main event. We both have Valentina Shevchenko. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't even gonna ask. No, when they no 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 when they did the uh <laughs> when they did the countdown, the Nick Diaz and Robbie Lawler was like 15 minutes. The main fight was like 23 minutes. They made Shevchenko six minutes. It was 10 minutes. Yeah, it's like, yeah, Valentina's good. The other chick's all right, but she's not Valentina. I was like, and I read one of the comments, it was like, oh, they know it's gonna be a murder. They only like, like I'm at that point with Valentina where like I like her, but I'm rooting for her to lose just for something to happen. Like, I want to feel something, it. and it's not going to happen. She's too sexy. She's too dominant. She's too much of a of a, of a a spy for foreign lands that I can't root against allegedly. her. Big time allegedly. I'm going to let her out. What's she going to do to me? Uh, and then the apparently main event, uh, Volkanovski defending the belt against T-City, who you got? I got Volkanovski. I don't yeah, think T City so is. I don't think T City is. I mean, T-City his last performance was the best in one. That last tier. I think in he, that yeah, next tier. Sorry. Yeah, he's the tier. He's the tier under an elite Max champion. and Volk and yeah. Because I don't think Volkanovski beat Max either one of those times. I get the first time they're like, "What the leg strikes?" I'm like, "Is it about second one?" I thought, I thought Max won for sure. Well, not. I mean, yeah. for sure makes it sound like it wasn't close, but I thought Max it was won. close. But I think Max yeah. won. Yeah, I think Max I won. I think Max won, and it wasn't. Razor thin. I think he won a close. I think he might have won three out of five rounds. Yeah, which is a close fight. Right. That, that's how I feel. Yeah. Um. All right. And then the real main event, which for whatever reason they're miss, they're airing out of order. Um. And apparently it's only three rounds. Um, they're trying to so they trying to do California time so that people can see it early. Oh, good call. Yeah. They because they got to go out and party. Um. Mm-hmm. Ruthless Robbie Lawler against Stockton's finest. Nick, I can't. It, it, you know what's funny is like Nathan Diaz plays. I I, I almost said Nicholas. That doesn't work. Nick didn't Diaz. Feel, didn't feel. Yeah, Nick, Nick Diaz. Diaz. So this is what I'll say. Everything points to Robbie Lawler running through Nick. Everything. Like everything points to it. He's been more active. He has literally looked as good as he looked recently that he lived when he was the welterweight champion of the world. Nick hasn't fought in five fucking years. Um, it's. Everything says, and, and Nick's greatest attributes are his stamina, his chin, and his relentlessness. Stamina usually wanes as you get older. Your chin usually wanes as you get older, and your relentlessness is usually... I wish they would have let him have the Diaz rules of just like, oh, you want to have five fight five rounds because you're a Diaz? Okay. 
<laughs> I wish they'd been like, yeah, no, clearly this has to be a five round fight. Yeah, and, and it's a three round fight. So like everything on everything, like I mean everything on paper to me says that Nick shouldn't even have a chance. However, you know what the fuck the gang is. Diaz Army motherfucker, Stockton motherfucker, 209. I'm going with Nick Diaz and I'm going with Nick Diaz to dominate because I'm about to just be a fanboy. Fuck it. Yeah, Nick Diaz 3 0. That's my prediction. I think Nick Diaz 2 0. Because you know what's going to happen. Going to finish Robbie hey, second or submitting. I'm okay with that too. See, I, it, it, it's funny because I was thinking about this today. I feel and I agree with everything you said. It feels so much to me like when Nate fought Anthony Pettis. Where I was like, there's no way Nate should be in this fight. And, you know, he beat Nate, the shit Nate out of Anthony looked Pettis. damn near championship level. He beat the shit out of Anthony Pettis. <laughs> and Anthony Pettis is good. <laughs> Anthony Pettis is very good. Yeah. Like, which is why, like, again, they're game breakers. The yeah, Diaz's different. are game breakers. They're different. I, but this is what I'll say. This is, and this is the last thing I'll say about it because we could talk about this for another hour. The other thing is, like, his five years of inactivity is very different than I think most people's five years of inactivity. He's been doing elite athletics still, doing triathlons, transforming his body. He's probably healthier than he's ever been before. Um, and like like you said, he's teaching. So it's not like he's not in the gym and like yeah, but like I, I understand he, he hasn't been in. So but, but this I, is, I don't but it's like I don't think if, he's a guy that gets phased by that. This is what I'll say though. Nick is is Nathan's main coach. I know he's not really, but in reality, he's the he Nick Nathan looks at him as the greatest martial artist to ever walk the face of the earth. So to me, he's yep. his main coach. Yeah, I think that's fair. If let's say five, no, let's say seven, seven of the last Nathan fights, he he obviously was not being active enough to win, and he didn't change up his style enough when he was in trouble to win, right? And if Nate is his main point of reference for martial arts. That worries me because he he is the better fighter. We talked about this before. Nick Diaz is slightly better than Nathan Diaz overall as a fighter. But last time we saw more than like the last time we saw him, though. That was the Anderson fight, right? Yeah, he was inactive in the Anderson fight. He was pretty inactive in that fight. He's laying down, so it doesn't get much more inactive than that. Listen, I saw Nathan lay down and still be in a fight where he got hurt against Jorge Masvidal. He laid down on first. He's like, oh, hurt my ribs. All right, I'm on my back. Let's go. <laughs> it was a draw. It was, I guess it was a, a win for Anderson, but then overturned, probably yeah, for a drug test. Yeah, It was a PED. Undidden. It's crazy that you look at Nick Diaz's last fights. And it's like, oh, who are his last two fights? Anderson Silva and GSP. GSP. Yeah. <laughs> and guess who didn't finish Nick Diaz? Either None of those two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who did he fight before that? Carlos Condit. May have oh, heard of gosh. him. Gosh. Another five round war decision. Yeah. <laughs> he hasn't had a non uh, decision fight since 2006. He's different, man. But that's a crazy thing. So he didn't fight for five years mm -hmm. from 06 to 11. Mm -hmm. He says 37 no. fights or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Uh, this will be 30. No, I'm sorry. This will be 38. 
Yeah, he's twenty six nine yeah. with two no contests. Um, That's he crazy. came back and beat BJ Penn, who yeah. well, at that time was very elite. The prodigy. Yeah, <laughs> he just immediately fought Carlos Condit, GSP the next year, took two years off and came back to fight Anderson Silva. He's different. And yeah, it's like, oh, who, would you like to come back and have like a little tomato can? Like, welcome back to the UFC. No, I'll take Robbie Lawler, who looks the best he has in years. And if you think about it, too, and this is something to also think about. What? Nick's last 10 opponents are no longer fighting in the UFC or fighting professionally. Stamina is different, man. That says a lot, man. Yeah. I mean, you look back. It's what is Nick? Nick's 37 now. 38. He just turned 38 in August. So, yeah, you look back at his most recent opponents. Anderson, GSP, Condit, BJ Penn, uh, Glayson Tebow, Josh Neer, Sean Shirk, Diego Sanchez. So, he's got Diego. <laughs> that was the tough finale. Uh, it's crazy, though. Yeah, the 17 only person, years in the making. The only person that's actually still fighting professionally for the UFC is Carlos Condit, and he's not going. He's going to get cut. No, he just retired. Oh, I was going to get cut because of the way he fought last time. So literally, yeah, no, if I'm not mistaken, he literally just retired this week. Nobody on that list is actually actively fighting <laughs> except Robbie Lawler. <laughs> except Robbie fucking Lawler. Yeah, let me see. Yeah, one day ago he retired. See, that's how I guess I get back on social media, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I'll, I'll take some blame. I guess I should have let you know. Yeah, let me know when the natural born killer retires, man. One of the greatest nicknames in fighting history. It is one of the best. What, what, um, what do you remember? What's Nick's walkout music? It's been so long, I have no fucking recollection. He, because you know what I want him to do is the, the new Darren Till. Oh, I thought it was gonna be because I got high. Which is why oh, that, that's a good one too. Years. That'd be an awesome one. <laughs> why you ain't full? I, I would because I got house high. on Nick Diaz if he did that. Yep, five year suspension because I got high. Because I got high. <laughs> but if he pulls the new Darren Till when Darren fights uh, at the Apex, he's like, nah, no music. Who used to do that? Was it Ronda? No, she, she did bad just, reputation. She didn't always do bad reputation. Though. Yeah, she did. Always, yeah, because she wanted. Um, I've, I've listened to her talk about it. when she, when she was first coming in. She wanted to do was sex and rock and roll or something, or no, sex and something else. And they were like, "No, we can't do that for the lyrics." <laughs> it was like sex and literally whatever the lyrics, whatever the name of the song was. They're like, "No, you can't do that." Insane. So I don't know what his walkout music is, but that's that's gonna be a moment. So him, Nathan, who else walks out with him, you think? I I want him to have the whole army. I want him to have the whole army. Whole scrap pack? Yep. Ronda should walk out with him since he helped train her. Ronda, bring bring, uh, young Gracie. That would be wild if Ronda. That's that's my my hot take. Ronda Rousey's coming out with Nick Diaz. Hot take. Boom. Boom. And we are quite right if if that's the case. But we're still quite right if that's not the case as well. It is what it Pray is. Man, Red Bull is not an energy drink. That is crazy. <laughs> I'm still stuck on that. The more you, out. you Yeah, go ahead. You got something? Finish no, up. Just, just the more you know, and then you have the, the, this, the noise from NBC with the rainbow. That's what I think of Red Bull do, now. Do, do. It's wild. Shout out to Red yeah. Bull. Fuck out of here, monster. 